Together, we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. If you have a desire to live a life that is more than what you are currently experiencing, if you feel stuck, are experiencing health concerns, or are curious about ways to improve your life, this show will give you new perspectives and steps to change your life. Today, we're talking about control. <laughs> or control issues, or however you want to label that. And how much do we really have? Control, that is. How much do we really have? We love to think of ourselves as being totally in control of our lives, but that really isn't the truth. And I'm sure that everyone has some, a picture of someone in their mind right now who you believe has control issues. They've taken it to new levels or new lows, whichever one you, you want to um, describe them as. And they're very uncomfortable to be around. Maybe it's you. Not a comfortable feeling for anyone. Those feeling the need to be in control or those around them. So let's talk a little bit more about control. You know, an interesting thing about control is that it really <clears throat> tends to party hardy with anxiety, stress, and depression. They kind of walk hand in hand and add another layer of torment every time that, you know, they move around the dance floor. The average person, and we talked about this in our stress program, about the average person is hit with 55 stressors daily, and it's even more if you have a highly stressful job or life. When things escalate and we don't know how to de-escalate them, anxiety walks in and sits down or dances, whichever one works for you, believing that if things were just a little bit more under control, everything would be perfect. And there's another word, perfect. This adds more stress, you know, the stress to be perfect, to be more in control, and it's just cyclical. It just keeps on going in a great big nosedive. And over time, and less successes, depression sets in. And this only increases the focus on the need for more control. When in reality, there's very little that we have control over. You know, basically, and we've talked about this quite a bit, and we really emphasize this, we only have control over either how we react or respond to something and our thoughts. Whether we typically think in a positive or a negative way, how, what's your bent, you know? Which way do you tend to think the most? And then on our attitudes and beliefs. We have a belief system, and we were domesticated or taught this belief system. And when it doesn't really jive with our own beliefs that we've gathered along the way in our teens and 20s, 30s, and so on, there can be some conflict there, and the need to control becomes even tighter. So, you know, I'm just wondering if you noticed that there was no mention of controlling any one <laughs> Outside of ourself, right? There's another definition of stress that talks about there being a perception of a threat and the perception that you are incapable of handling that threat. And when you think about it, control is very close to that. You know, control is basically just a perception and the feeling that we are incapable of handling or controlling what is happening around us that we really need to be. It's almost a, a fear of what what will happen if we don't do something. Absolutely. So it's rooted in fear. And then there's also, we attach to an outcome, so we want it to go a certain way. And we believe then, control is partially believing that if we act in a certain way, we are going to get an, a certain outcome. Right. And when that doesn't happen, there's even more issues that arise from that. So... Understanding and knowing that there's very little that we have control over 
can be a very challenging thing for many people because they spend a lot of time focusing on what they can control, right? With the illusion that that's much grander Absolutely. scope and than that it's what it cap- really is. Right, and that we're capable of doing that. Right. We are not. We can control moving our arms on top of the other thing or our legs, right. you know, but even then we have reflexes. <laughs> Absolutely, that we are not controlling, right? Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> some people who really feel the need to control, 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 become a micromanager. They're really on top of everybody to make sure everybody's getting their things done, this type of thing. They refuse to delegate certain tasks, and they try to force other people to change. Yeah, how is that working for you? (laughs) And their way is usually better. Right, right. And it's kind of like my way, the highway kind of thing, right? So some people may think that they can gain enough control over other people and the situations they find themselves in that they can prevent bad things from happening. And we talked about that a little bit. Others may know that they can't really prevent something bad from happening, but they worry about them anyway. You know, worrying about everything from natural disasters to deadly diseases or watching the Weather Channel 24-7. Even if it's weather over in China or, you know, (laughs) it's just... A thing for them, Or the right? hypochondriac that thinks they have everything oh, that's yes. affecting them that right. they've read about on the internet. Right. So the worries, you know, keep them occupied, but ultimately they waste all this time and energy because worrying doesn't do any good. It doesn't change anything at all. What might help lessen the effects of controlling behavior? Well, six things that help are determine what you can control. I know for some that's really, you know, I can just feel the stress rising in some people. So just stop, take a moment, take a deep breath. When you find yourself worrying, take a minute to examine the things that you have no control over in your life. From working with this for so many years, I know that's a big list. You can't prevent a storm from coming, but you can prepare for it. You can get the animals in the barn, you can, you know, whatever you need to do. You can't control how someone else behaves, but you can control how you either react or respond to them. But, you know, and sometimes you need to just take a moment and pause before you react or respond. My daughter argues with me sometimes. She's like, why do you need me to stop and take a breath? Yes. I'm like, try it and then see what happens. Yes. And, ha- you know... A majority of the time, then, she can actually step back and and see where her reactivity was taking her, even at 11 years old, to know that that one to three breaths that I am trying to control (laughs) take. (laughs) You're inviting her to take it. (laughs) Is actually really beneficial. It is. Right. So she's recognizing sometimes that all you can control is either, you know, breathing which will subdue those reactivity, you know, things that come out of your mouth and things like that. So when you put your energy into the things that you can control, like your breath, like your thoughts, your responses, you're going to become much more effective. And the next thing is focus on your influence. And remember that I didn't say control here. What can you influence in the surroundings that you're in, the circumstances that you're in. How can you influence people in a positive way? Now, that does not mean forcing things to go your way. That does mean speaking your truth and not being attached to the outcome. You know, there's an old saying that, (laughs) I grew up in the country, so you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And this just comes into play so much with raising kids. You can give them all the tools to get good grades, to be emotionally healthy. Um, All of these things, you can teach them manners, but once they're away from your eyesight, you cannot control what they're actually going to do. You know, you can plan an excellent party, but you can't guarantee that the people there are going to have fun. You just got to relax and allow. It sort of leads to taking yourself out of the equation sometimes. stepping back and looking at the bigger picture because we get those blinders on in certain situations and then and then you're doing the if I do this then this will be the outcome but if you take a step back and and maybe not necessarily look at it from the perspective of me in this moment but in general 
okay, so I'm having this party. I'll do my best right. to make sure everybody has a good time. I'm going to provide hors d'oeuvres. That's within my control, what the menu will be, the timing of the party. You know, maybe Music. some people will linger. The Right. Yeah. And then just kind of let it go that everyone's going to have their different inputs all throughout that evening. And no matter what you do, you don't have control of what every single conversation is going to be or what they're hearing from one place or right. if they had an allergic reaction to the food but they knew they shouldn't eat shellfish in the first place there's all these things but that's the bigger picture of it you know there are things that are going to happen that aren't within your realm of so it's all about relaxing and allowing surrendering absolutely to have the most influence on anything the only thing that we can really do is focus on changing our own behavior right by being a good role model setting healthy boundaries for ourselves And when you have concerns about someone else's choices, share your opinion, but share it only once. Don't try to fix people who don't want to be fixed. That's a big one, right? We see this so much in relationships. Oh, he or she will change after we're married. No, they won't. (laughs) This is a perfect (laughs) setup for an utter, total disaster. (laughs) And identifying your fears which we're going to be talking about more in the next segment. So today we're talking about control. How much do we really have? Turns out, not a whole lot. On the next segment of the show, we're going to continue about talking about control fears. For more information, to schedule an appointment at our clinic, or register for a program, check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'd like to thank you for joining us today on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. The average person is hit by 55 stressors daily. And if you have a high-stress job or life situation, it's even higher. What can we do to lower stress levels and increase health? Awaken Living offers sessions using the Alpha Stim, a unique tool that transmits a patented electrical wavelength to modulate the cell's signals to the brain. This shifts you from the stress mode to relaxation. When we're continually stressed, our brains and bodies tend to forget how to calm down. The Awakened Living Alpha Stim puts you in an alpha state. This is a relaxed state that athletes and artists go to when they're in the zone. The Awakened Living Alpha Stim reduces stress, pain, anxiety, depression, and insomnia without medication. You'll be surprised how relaxed you feel. This therapy may be experienced alone or in conjunction with several other therapies, including the Biomat and acupuncture. So come relax at Awakened Living by calling 952 952- or visit awakenlivinginfusion.com. Stress. It's something you experience every day and something you can use a whole lot less of. Stress can not only make you feel frustrated and irritable, it can also cause aches, pains, and fatigue. The Biomat at Awakened Living can make you feel better. The Biomat is a medical-grade, infrared, full-body heating mat used in healing practices all over the world. The Biomat at Awakened Living heats your body through infrared rays, which raises the internal temperature of your body, acting much like when your body has a fever to rid your body of viruses and bacteria. It is a wonderful tool to use for relaxation and as a preventative method for achieving optimal health. The Awakened Living Biomat offers a deep relaxation effect, and as you step away from a treatment, you feel relaxed, calm, and ready to enjoy a more stress-free body. Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583. And once again, that number is 952-452-8583 or by visiting awakenedlivinginfusion.com. Moe's Tax Service in St. Paul is one of the most successful independently owned tax services in the entire country. They offer a diverse team of highly trained and screened tax preparation experts for personal and business tax needs. This year especially, changes to the tax code make it even more important for you to have someone who is a dedicated tax preparation professional. Moe's has been in the business since 1971. 
Visit them at MoesTax.com. That's M-O-H-S Tax.com. Or give them a call, 612-721-2026. Living Infusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Bjork. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we're talking about control. And we were before the break we were talking a little bit about what can you do to kind of lessen some of those control issues. And so we're going to start by talking about identifying fears. Ask yourself what you are really afraid will happen. You know, do, when you think about your fears, is it always a predicting something, some catastrophic outcome? Do you go there <laughs> consistently? Or do you doubt your ability to cope with disappointment? Are you afraid of disappointing others or yourself? Because we know that people who have control issues have a very high expectation of themselves particularly and everyone else around them. Usually the worst case scenario isn't as tragic as we think it will be when we think about, you know, the what ifs, what if this happened, and there's a really strong chance that you are stronger than you think. Sometimes people are so busy thinking about worst case scenarios, things like, oh my God, I can't allow my business to fail, that they don't take time to ask themselves, okay, what what what. I do if it did fail? What are my other options? What would I do? Would I pick up and start something new? What would I do? Acknowledging that you can handle that goes a long way to dispelling that fear. You can also then put all of that energy into something more productive, right? Differentiate between ruminating and worrying or problem solving. There's a big difference there when you think about the connotations of each of those. When we replay things in our head over and over again, it's sort of like that hamster wheel just going nowhere or, or the tire spinning and all it does is get you more deep, <laughs> deeply embedded in the mud, right? So ask yourself right away, you know, is, is the way that I'm thinking productive or not? If you're actively problem-solving, you know, such as trying to find ways to increase your chances of success or the next steps, that's great. But if you're wasting your time ruminating, change the channel in your brain. Just put it on a different frequency. Acknowledge that the thoughts you're thinking aren't helpful. And use a tool that we teach called thought-stopping. When a thought that is negative comes to mind, just see it, recognize it. Say, I see you, and I'm choosing to let you go. And then focus on something more positive right after that. Something that's wonderful in your life. Or just get up. Move around. Do something different for a few moments that, to get your train and your a focus and energy moving. That, you know, and be more productive. Another thing that we can do is create a plan to manage our stress. We talked about how... Stress, anxiety, depression, and control issues are all in the same little party bag. And so if we can figure out how to de-stress, and we have two other shows on this that would be wonderful if you'd listened to them, exercising, eating healthy, getting plenty of sleep, or just a few things that you can do to take care of yourself. Try to manage your stress more effectively. Things like meditation, we talk about that a lot, mindfulness exercises. Pay attention to your stress levels. Start breathing when you feel that it's really going high. Don't wait till your shoulders are up to your ears. <laughs> you know, take those deep breaths, de-stress. Um, eliminating unhealthy coping skills like complaining to others, where some people self-medicate by drinking too much or taking medication that's really not prescribed for them or more than the doses that are. And developing healthy self-talk. That's really important, too. Eliminating the can't, don't, shouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't, those types of things. And if you find yourself thinking about things that you have no control over, like, oh my God, I hope it doesn't rain this weekend, or that type of thing, and really getting worried about it, 
You know, you know from past experiences, even if, if it does rain, you've dealt with rain in the past, you know, bank those success stories in your mind and go back to them. And look at it as that's really what happens when you don't try to control things. Right. If you look at it from that perspective, then look at nothing's falling apart. It's not going awry. Yes. Right? It's happening. You're still here. <laughs> <laughs> so if you just change your perspective on it and understand that all of these things build resiliency and depth and flexibility. And people that like to control things tend to lack that flexibility in life at times where they and they don't like the discomfort of oh, not totally. having things be the way they like them that it really challenges them it's it's a tough place to be it is and their self-talk is very negative you know and we teach i've been teaching for for decades now conscious language and the words that we choose especially in our self-talk really matter not using our words against ourselves you know, making sure that we think along positive lines versus the negative lines really matter. And then we go into, you know, your internal monologue has a tendency to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Thinking things like, I'm never going to get hired for this job. Nobody ever listens to me. It can alter your behavior in a way that makes those predictions come true. And, so, and that ties into what you were talking about earlier uh, because a lot of that is our subconscious. So the, the things our mind is conscious of in any given moment, I think the, the numbers behind it is we can process 40 conscious, let's say, thoughts in a second. But our subconscious is processing 400 million. Right. Like it's a million times stronger than our conscious mind. And so every time we can thought stop and every time we can reprogram our brains and rewire them for the positivity, it takes another element, another thought out of that subconscious mind that's trying to say we have to control it, trying to say we have to do it a certain way or be anxious or things like that. The scientists at the Laboratory of Neuroimaging estimate that we think, we have conscious thoughts, right? We have 70,000 thoughts per day. Okay, so that means that you have 70,000 opportunities to either make yourself stronger and more positive or to tear yourself down and become more negative. Which will you choose? Right? That's a lot of opportunity there. So what are some things that we can do to lessen the effects that control has on our minds, right? If we talk to ourselves like we would our best friend, can you imagine the self-talk, that how that would change your self-talk? You would never say to your best friend <laughs> some of the things that you say to yourself. That, you know... It wouldn't even recognize you no, if you did, I'm no, sure. No, it, it, you know, it's just mind-blowing. And take charge of your emotions, right? Allow yourself to feel them, right? A lot of times people stuff them and they put up this wall and they're not going to feel them. That doesn't mean that they're not going to have to deal with them at some point. They will, right? So allow yourself to move through them. It's a wonderful thing. And when we push and shove, it depletes our mental energy rather than moving through it and growing from things. You know, and realizing, too, that everybody's got a bad day, feel some negative emotions once in a while. That's okay. It's normal. It's natural. In the next segment, we're going to talk more about control. For more information or to schedule an appointment at our clinic, to register for a program, check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950's website, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. We'll be right back. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. The infrared sauna at Awaken Living not only helps you get out of the cold, but also improves your health. This is not your typical sauna experience. The far infrared heats your body internally, causing you to sweat profusely over your entire body, yet has no odor. 
Because the far infrared sauna at Awakened Living doesn't use moisture, you will experience no trouble breathing, which can be typical in traditional saunas. The far infrared sauna at Awakened Living improves circulation, which translates into improved oxygen flow, muscle relaxation to reduce pain, increased healing time, faster muscle recovery time, and decreased inflammation. According to the Mayo Clinic, several studies looked at using far infrared saunas in the treatment of problems such as high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, and rheumatoid arthritis. They found promising results and no adverse side effects. So come to Awaken Living and try their far infrared sauna. It will improve your vitality and help relax your muscles, body, and mind. Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583 or visiting awakenlivinginfusion.com. Waking up is easy when you look forward to breakfast. Serve seven days a week at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul. Try eggs your way with hash browns, bacon, or sausage. There are four delicious varieties of eggs benedict that should not be missed. And buttermilk pancakes, waffles, or French toast are always fresh off the griddle. How about a Bloody Mary or screwdriver from the bar? The Downtowner Woodfire Grill is located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking. Or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. Our show this week is about idealists who do remarkable things. I'll talk about Maurice Willows from the Red Cross who helped save the 10,000 victims of the 1921 Tulsa race riots. The big interview will be with William Doherty of Better Angels, who envisioned a way to help red and blue America talk to each other. Ellie 2.0 Radio, engaging and real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Tom Hartman here letting you know how you can go solar with all energy solar, even way up north in Minnesota. Lots of people ask them, isn't Minnesota too cloudy for solar? No. The truth? For one thing, Minneapolis gets nearly as much sun each year as Houston, Texas. But it isn't just about how much sun you get. It's also about having access to great local incentive programs that make solar affordable. Learn what your options are to save with solar and visit allenergysolar.com today. With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today, watch out for fog after 4 p.m. with a high of 37 and a low around 30. Sunday is mostly cloudy with a high near 37 and a low around 23. Monday, freezing temperatures return, falling to around 13 degrees by 5 p.m. If you needed a space heater or blankets these past couple days, that is a sign your home is not properly insulated. In fact, 80% of the homes in the Twin Cities area are not. But Green Home Doctor can help. Committed to keeping you warm and saving you money this winter, check them out at greenhomedr.com. Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. I'm Connie Bjork. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. We are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we're talking about control. How much do we really have? What does it look like? And what can we do to get out of it? Before the break we were talking about taking charge of your emotions. And that we can be kind to ourselves and to others when we realize that everyone has an off day. We don't want to get into a rut of negative thoughts, negative emotions. It can be a slippery slope. Sadness can often lead to self-pity. Anger can turn to bitterness. And mild anxiety can become paralyzing fear. A lot of problems stem from our desire, as we talked about, to avoid discomfort. Right? We'll do anything to stay in a, our comfort zone, including staying in a rut that isn't healthy for us. And most people will do that. That's another fear of change, too, right? So in order to control all of this, you know, people do, do turn to controlling behaviors. So it's important to develop you know, an awareness of how your emotions impact your day-to-day life because we fear when when people are controlling and they fear failure and that type of thing, they tend to really try to keep anxiety at bay and not to feel those emotions and to stuff them down. Decide that you can be in charge of your emotions so they don't 
become in charge of you and face uncomfortable feelings head on, moving through them. And you'll find that when you do that, you can gain confidence in your awareness of your emotions and your ability to move through them in your life's journey. Another thing is to make productive choices. Again, making sure that you're leaning towards the positive versus the negative. One of the things that we can do is to limit the amount of complaining that we do about people. A lot of times in different work scenarios, people will complain about certain individuals and there will be a little clerk that will complain about, you know, this person or that person or what they're doing because it's not really doing anyone any good. And when you indulge in those habits right alongside your good ones, your efforts become kind of counterproductive. And realizing that we only have a certain amount of time and energy in life, and what you focus that time, energy, and attention on, you get more of. So what do you really want in your life? And we talked about, we're going to move into now emotions and how we feel about things. There's several different thoughts on how people become controlling in their life. One of those thoughts surround issues that have come up in childhood where it wasn't safe to talk about feelings or emotions and children learn to stuff their emotions and as adult it feels as an adult it feels very threatening and out of control for them to have to deal with emotions of any kind another theory involves childhood trauma or childhood abuse where they've lived in constant fear and had a feeling of not being in control of anything during their childhood and if only they had been better, been a better student, had known what to do, things would have been different for them. And they believe that they have, had they been able to control those things, they would have been safe. So emotions were a sign of weakness in those homes and being in control of them was a sign of strength. Some of the biggest problems that come for people who suffer with control issues are increased anxiety, which we've talked about, right? And many people experience constant worry. I think that's where those worry stones came from, you know, where you can go and buy these little stones that have a thumb imprint and you can rub on them. But rather than controlling their inner turmoil, they insist on trying to control the events around them then. And it always backfires since they can't control everything all the time. And they become more anxious. And then we see troubled relationships. And that's, you know, again, it can be coworkers who micromanage everything and relationships and severe self-criticism. They believe that they are 100% in control of their success. They deny that luck or timing plays any significance. And <clears throat> so whenever things don't go as expected, they excessively blame themselves. They call themselves names and beat themselves up more than anyone else ever could. That's sort of like we're always our own worst self-critic, you know. And then they tend to judge our, others harshly by the same standards that they judge themselves and everyone falls short. And they've got a lot of wasted time and energy, right? We've talked about that. And it drains their mental strength and it makes them less productive. So we're going to talk now about other signs and behaviors in controlling individuals. I think it's important to note that it's good to have boundaries and it's good to make requests with things. However, some behaviors go beyond that into that controlling realm. And they might not necessarily be obvious to you or to someone else. And so it might be something maybe you recognize in yourself or it might be something you recognize in another person. And due to all of those situations, the growing up, all of our experiences, we may not even have an awareness around that we're exerting this on mm -hmm. someone or experiencing it from someone. So there's that, that should, you know, you should do this. Why didn't you do that? And putting our assumption that we know best on someone else's lives so that that's actually a way to control someone hijacking the conversation where you continuously top 
talk over someone. You're always choosing what the topic is. You dismiss somebody else's interjection or what they're actually trying to communicate with you to make your own point. And I see this sometimes in people who become very defensive about what they're doing, where they cut off the ability to hear what someone else is saying because they're constantly trying to defend their own position in something. Excessive talking is sort of the the same thing where you keep going and going and don't really give another person an opportunity to process right. or to come up with their own thought in, in return to what's going on. And so they're overwhelmed by the time the conversation's over and they don't even know where they maybe stand on a situation. You just sort of bulldozed over them. Or the one-upmanship kind of Absolutely. things that go on, right? Yes. Yeah. Have I got it? That's nothing, you know? <laughs> Let me tell you another story. <laughs> Um, or pretending not to understand there's I I think there's a word for this it's kind of like gaslighting but not quite where you might actually know what's going on but because you're pretending not to understand where the other person's coming from it makes them feel bad and makes them worry and that puts you in a control position Uh, having asking okay so requesting or asking someone to do something However, you expect them to do it the way you want it done. Oh, yeah. And then criticizing them when they don't do it the way you want, mm-hmm. want them to do it. Did you know that there's only one way to fold a towel, for example? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a big thing. It, it's not, but it is, right? Right. Or where do you squeeze the toothpaste to? Right. You know, I mean, it's... It's a form of control. Exactly. You, you want help folding the laundry, and at the same time, you want to refold what everybody else folds. Right. Because <laughs> it's not done to the you. right way. Yes. <laughs> um, being moody, intentionally moody, and making people walk on eggshells all the time. Yes. And sometimes it's not even intentional. Sometimes that's just the way people are, but not having an awareness around how that affects someone else. That happens a lot in addictions, too, and the control yes. and the power struggles that go on in those yes and we do have a a certain amount of emotional control as far as looking at a situation and doing sort of a a risk benefit Mm -hmm. sort of thing you know so there is an aspect of control to that but again it comes back to choices you you can make personally that are going to affect your life that you can think about right it's not necessarily directly associated with an outcome and the interesting thing too is in those kinds of situations people think what's the payback for me you know what Mm -hmm. am i getting out of it this negative even though it's very negative behavior there is a very strong payback for them still to be continuing down this road Exactly. And then there's the other the other end of the spectrum. Sometimes when we try to over-control behaviors, then we see things like someone who maybe has OCD behaviors. Yes. Right? So yes. there's there's all these different aspects of it that we aren't even going to touch here as far as that um, mental behavioral sort of associations. Yeah. Yes. And, and then the, another big one is needing to be right <laughs> if you constantly have the need to win in Are a, you thinking in about a, a family conversation member, <laughs> <laughs> that is a controlling behavior yeah and other ones that are even less so um obvious are things like creating doing so much for someone that it almost makes them feel indebted to you that mm-hmm. they could never do enough to pay to make up for it, right? It puts you in that position of power. Uh, being reactive, we've talked about a lot. Caretaking mm-hmm. is a way of controlling a situation. Well, I'm just doing this because it's good for you. I'm doing this because I feel like that's what you need. Uh, we'll talk about elements in, in just a minute, but earth types are very much in the position of they like to take care of, of people. And if that gets out of balance, it can actually be overly exerted as a controlling position and then two moving into guilt tripping putting someone on a guilt trip constantly and making them so they're not trying to make you feel bad so they're behaving in a certain way is a an alternative way to control someone's behavior let's move back to caretaking this is not to be um, confused with those people who have to care for someone in their home Correct. who is sick or has alzheimer's or that type of thing there's enough uh, stuff in all of those situations um, but you're saying taking care of so like taking care of someone for what's in it for me kind of a thing in a way uh, or a codependency way right when 
an addiction you see it sometimes where someone is so used to taking taking care of someone and making sure that life is staying put together for everybody absolutely yes actually becomes a controlling behavior mm-hmm. because then you need them to, to continue acting in a certain way so that life stays within its parameters yes so thank you I just you. wanted to yes, because no, I've done the caretaking yes. thing for you yeah. <laughs> um, having those expectations of someone that they're going to read your mind mm, and then yes. being upset when that is not the outcome insisting people do things for you that you could do yourself is also a controlling behavior you know there, we should have we should have the ability in a relationship to request assistance with something or ask for help with something that's a normal absolute normal thing but when you start making someone do something for you just because you can or they'll do it yes that's the unhealthy version absolutely it is and then silent treatment or withdrawal uh, takes you out of fixing a problem and put somebody else on the defensive again where you you're controlling the situation by kind of not doing anything that's right today we're talking about control for more information or to schedule an appointment in our clinic or register for one of our programs, please check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can find podcasts of our shows on our website, AM950s, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd like to thank you today for joining us on Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Most of us try to be careful about how we eat and the safety of our food. At Total Dog Company, we believe in giving our dogs nutritious, safe food, too. We offer a variety of kibble, canned, and frozen and dehydrated raw foods. We study ingredient lists of every food we sell. We don't sell products that are primarily vegetable protein or that contain generic proteins, byproducts, fillers, or artificial preservatives. Find us in New Hope off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. Many people feel a deep void in their lives as though something is missing, something that's not material in nature. The answers can be found with spiritual or soul coaching. Connie Bjork at Awaken Living takes you through a process which nourishes the deepest part of you, your spirit or soul. Learning more about this important aspect can help you move through your life with greater enrichment and joy. It doesn't deal with religion. Instead, it's about you and your connection to your higher power by whatever name you connect with. Connie at Awaken Living will help you explore your beliefs, both those that you were given as a child and those you've developed throughout your life in a safe environment. Internal conflict and confusion can arise when they don't seem to match up. Spiritual coaching with Connie at Awaken Living will heal you in ways you've never dreamed possible. Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583 or visiting awakenlivinginfusion.com. In our busy, fast-paced world, sometimes we need the time and space to figure out the deeper questions in our life. In a safe, non-judgmental atmosphere, Life Coaching with Connie at Awaken Living will help you gain clarity in your life in an atmosphere of guidance, support, and affirmation. You will explore who you are and who you want to become to be the best version of yourself. Connie at Awaken Living will guide you to find the wisdom within you and follow that wisdom in all areas of your life. When you fully understand who you are and what you believe, life can take you in directions you never imagined. You will be gently challenged to grow and learn that change can be good, especially when done from inside. Every choice that we make is a decision about the next step in our lives. And it only takes one step to start a new and incredible journey. Schedule an appointment today by calling 952-452-8583. That number again is 952-452-8583. Or visit awakenlivinginfusion.com. Considering replacing your vacuum? What do you do with the old one? Throw it in the garage? Worse yet, throw it in the garbage? How about trade it in and save? A1 Vacuum in Roseville has been around forever, and they take trade-ins. When you trade in your old vacuum, you save. So if it's time to replace that old plunker headed for the garage or landfill, bring it in to A1 Vacuum in Roseville. You can find A1 Vacuum at a-1vacuum.com or call 651-222-6316.
Awakened Living Infusion radio show. I'm Connie Bjork. And I'm Michelle Kitzmiller. And we are your hosts. Together we explore health, wellness, spirituality, emotions, and life issues from new perspectives. Join us as together we infuse vitality into life. Today we're talking about control. And recently, in the last five or six shows anyway, we have tried to incorporate the elements from Chinese medicine. They're more like the personalities, if you're thinking about it in that way. And how today we're going to talk about how they deal with control. So in five element theory in Chinese medicine, there are two cycles. One is called the generation cycle, and it it really implies that there is a relationship of nourishment between each element. And then there's the controlling cycle, which... The way Chinese medicine looks at it is more of a self-regulating process in a relationship. So instead of letting any element become overwhelming or too powerful in a relationship, it helps to be the checks and balances or the voice of reason within that relationship. And so when one element gets out of control, it in particular can affect another element or it can strengthen the element. And, and that's, that's why it's important factor. to know what element you're significant other is and your exactly. children are and that's so of if thing. you figured yours out by now maybe you've started working on those you're related to <laughs> <laughs> so specifically wood controls earth and wood because they can if they're out of balance be a little bit more demanding aggressive uh angry sometimes they can be dominant over earth in that way because earth likes to nurture and take mm -hmm. care of right and so earth can become overwhelmed by that the strength of it though if you can move out of the controlling aspect in that way and you and look at it in a positive way is that the wood element can really move an earth element out of its comfort zone and to expand their life and really so they can experience new things and create new things and it can be a really beautiful relationship you just have to make sure to stay out of that power mm -hmm. struggle between the two. Earth, in turn, then controls water. And because of the nourishing aspect, connection, communication that Earth is so strong in, and water has a tendency, when they get overwhelmed by that depth of emotion, to kind of shut down. Earth can almost feel overwhelming to the water element and controlling because they really want to know what's going on. Why aren't you talking to me? Why aren't you connecting to me? Why are you withdrawing from me? And that can really feel like why the water element can be like, why do you need to know everything right in this moment? Why do I have, you know, and so it can be very... Um, like feeling a lot of pressure in in that way. However, the strength of it, if you flip it then, is because Earth likes to talk about emotion, it gives the water element an outlet for that. And so instead of having to sit deep inside with themselves with that, they have someone to communicate in that process. If Instead of trying to be the controlling part of it where, talk to me about this now, you know, slowly move through it with them and help them to pull it out a little bit at a time so that they're not overwhelmed by it. Water then controls fire. And so that that deep emotion, that inner strength, uh, water kind of has a flow to itself that might be a little slow, whereas fire is very vibrant, wants to be out there. And so... Fire has a vulnerability because they don't really know how to deal with their emotions, even though they're emotional people. And water, because they have so much of it, may want them to deal with it all at once. And that can actually dampen them or put them out a little bit. And so they, they feel boxed in and not able to process it in their own way. So sort of like the earth does to water, water can do to fire. However, water can also show fire how to live in that emotion and how to be more open to it and how to be okay with the vulnerability of it as well. Fire then controls metal. And the greatest gift that fire can give to metal is helping them to try new things because metal likes to be in their little containers, likes to have things so-so to keep, because they're inundated so much energetically by everything going on in life and, and they really feel the extent of all, put it in physics term, just the energy and vibration of everything going on, uh, that they like to have things in their perfectionistic ways because that makes them feel better, more in control of the situation instead of having so much input. And so fire can actually help them enjoy the process of experiencing all that input. And then metal controls wood. So 
by having everything just so, that impacts wood in the fact that they feel restricted or choked out in a relationship because they like the growth. They like to try new things. They like to do. They like to be active. And then they feel compressed, for lack of better terminology, uh, by the metal element. However, the the boundaries and the structure of a metal element, if if you look at it from, again, that alternate perspective, is that it really helps fire keep things in a framework, which can help them ultimately achieve their goals in a faster and better way. And so it's really beautiful if you look at it that we can take what might seem to be a negative control, what we'd normally term controlling aspect, and turn it into this nice flow and symbiotic relationship with someone. You have to have the conversations, though. I know this is maybe someplace I struggle, and this is someplace I struggle. And then how do we come about that? How do we have those conversations so that I can use my strength to build on your strength and i think that's the power of the elements when you do know people's personality types awesome that's very helpful and very interesting you know there are um there's a saying that life happens life is what happens when you're making other plans right and so the concept of that and control can really be threatening for those people who feel that they need to control everything at all costs we might have several visions for our life and if we trust the process and ourselves life will have even bigger better things in store for us than we ever imagined for ourselves can you even imagine all the time and energy that you or someone around you will have when they're no longer thinking of all of the ways that they need to control everything and we hope that what you have learned today about the elements also, and hopefully by now, in listening to the shows over time, you've been able to have a greater grasp of which element you are, even though we're a combination of one or more, you know, or two or more of them. There is a strong, overlying, predominant element that is you. And so one of the beautiful things that we hope to help you do is to discover more of who you are and how you can move in this world. So control in our emotions and stress and anxiety, all of these things are, are things that we hope that you can now address a little bit more. If you feel that you need help with some of this, please feel free to call our clinic when we can help you with working through your own life issues. We'd like to thank you today for being with us on Awakened Living Infusion Radio. For more information, to schedule an appointment in our clinic, or to register for any of our upcoming programs, please check out our website at awakenedlivinginfusion.com. You can also find our shows as podcasts on our website, AM950s, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called, and more. Join us next Saturday as we tackle the subject of sleep. It affects more in your life than you might realize. We're going to talk about what sleep deprivation looks like and what it does to you and also help you with issues on your sleep habits. 